0: Some more here, your hope builder, the you out of your sorrow by guiding you to see the Christ within through scripture and practical applications. So, today we are going to talk about Exodus 31 through 38. Okay, Exodus 30, 1 through 38. And you know what I'm gonna say next, right? You gotta get the tablet your cell phone or your Bible, right and you can all read together in this in this uh episode of the Israelites what comes next for them and Moses and Aaron and Aaron's children and it's like it's a beautiful story It's a beautiful story of how someone that has been enslaved, that has been kept down, that has been... You know, just everybody uses them. Everybody has uh, use for them. Um, Everybody has... uh, a mission in mind for what they want to get out of these people, right? And God says, "No, these children are mine, and you're not going to use them for your your bad your bad choices for your." not having your own stability, not having your own people working, you know, um, and these are my children, and I don't think so, right? So that's what I have taken this check this this book Exodus as, right? It says this is our Exodus. It reminds me of the um it reminds me of the Donald Lawrence song of uh, Whitley Andrew Johnson. It says this is my Exodus, right? and uh deliver me and and it reminds me of this uh so much of my life i can correlate through this whole chapter where i was under somebody else's submission relationship wise i was uh i didn't i wasn't thinking for myself the israelites and I was so dependent on somebody else taking care of me, the Israelites pertaining to the Egyptians, right? And we go through a day William say we and go through this metamorphosis of realizing that we have God. We have God. Israelites have God. And I have God. You have God. We all have God in our lives. And when we choose to just submit to God's will, not man's will, that's when our lives become an improvement. And it is so understandable that, oh, you know, we got those naysayers. Got those naysayers. No, and they want to uh, have negative impact in your life. They don't think you can accomplish nothing. They always put you down. They uh, they have nothing good to say to you, and they always got something to say about something you should do, but they ain't gonna help you with it. Okay, all right, okay. And we have to have this understanding of they not God. The people that around us that's distracting that us, that's bringing us all this negative conversation and all this, and 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 then you got the, you know, and then we still, then some of us still have that connotation of woe is me and um, woe is me, and someone does not want to help me. And I'm gonna talk about that another day. And we have to realize as people that if we're listening to God, we have to block out all that negative conversation. So, let's get into this story. I'm sorry, I got a little deep on y'all. And um, it was just, that's, that's how God does me in the morning when I spend time with him. He just opens me up like a flower and I just blossom. So, let's get into this chapter of Exodus 30, 1 through 38. All right, babies, come on, come on, come on, come on. All right, babies, we're going to read Exodus 30, through 38, and it reads as so. And thou shalt make an altar to burn incense upon of shittim wood. Shalt thou make it. A cubic shall be the length thereof, and a cubic the breadth thereof. Four square shall it be, and two cubic shall be the height thereof. The horns thereof shall be of the same. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, the top thereof and the sides thereof round about, and the horns thereof. And thou shalt make unto it a crown of gold round about, and two golden rings. Shalt thou make it under the crown of it, by the two corners thereof, upon the two sides of it shall thou make it and they shall be for places for the staves to bear it withal and thou shalt make the staves of shittim and overlay them with gold and thou shalt put it before the veil that is by the ark of the testimony before the mercy seat that is over the testimony where i will meet with thee and aaron shall burn thereon sweet incense every morning when he dresses the lamps he shall burn incense upon it and when aaron lighteth the lamps at eve he shall burn incense upon it a perpetual incense before the lord throughout your generations Ye shall offer no strange incense thereon, nor burnt sacrifice, nor meat offering, neither shall ye pour drink offering thereon. And Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once in a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonements. Once in the year shall he make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy unto the Lord. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When thou takest the son of the children of Israel, when thou takest the sum of the children of Israel, after their number, then shall they give every man a ransom for his soul unto the Lord. When thou numberest, numberest them, that there be no plague among them, when thou numberest them. This they shall give, everyone that passes among them that are numbered, have a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 28. on half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Everyone that passes among them that are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. When they give, when they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for their souls. And thou shalt take the atonement money of the children of Israel, and shalt appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, that it may be a memorial unto the children of Israel before the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt also make a lever of brass, and his foot also of brass, to wash withal. And thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water, that they they die not, or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn offering made by fire unto the Lord, so they shall wash their hands and their feet, that they die not, and it shall be a statue forever to them, even to him and to his seed throughout their generations." Moreover, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt also unto thee principles, the principal spices, pure myrrh, five hundred shekels, and of sweet cinnamon, have so much, even two hundred and fifty shekels, and of sweet calamus, two hundred and fifty shekels, and of Cassius, 500 shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary and of oil, olive, and hen. And thou shalt make it an oil of holy ointment, an ointment compound after the art of the apothecary. It shall be an holy anointing oil. And thou shalt anoint the tabernacle of the congregation therewith and the ark of the testimony and the table and all his his vessels and the candlesticks and his vessels and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all his vessels and the labor and his foot. And thou shalt sanctify them, that they may be most holy, whatsoever touches them shall be holy. And thou shalt anoint Aaron and his sons, and consecrate them, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office. And thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel, saying, This shall be an holy anointing oil unto me throughout your generations unto man's flesh shall it not be poured neither shall ye make any other like it after the composition of it it is holy and it shall be holy unto you whosoever compoundeth any like it or whosoever putteth any of it upon a stranger shall even be cut off from the people and the Lord said unto Moses, Take unto thee sweet spices Sackphi and Yacha, and Galvamo. These sweet spices with pure frankincense of each shall there be a light weight. And thou shalt make it a perfume, a convent after the part of the apothecary tempered together pure and holy and thou shalt beat some of it very small and put of it before the testimony in the tabernacle of the congregation where i will meet with thee and it shall be unto you most holy and as for the perfume which thou shalt make ye shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof it shall be unto thee holy for the Lord whosoever shall make like unto that to the smell thereof shall even be cut off from his people O oh, dear Heavenly Father we come to you to say thank you Lord thank you Lord for allowing us to see another day allowing us to have the breath in our bodies and activity of our limbs, and we are in our right mind just for the day, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for waking us up this morning. We thank you for allowing us to be able to walk, talk, and see, and hear, and, and just, just open our eyes. To be, to be able to even breathe is is an honor. To be able to touch and to feel and to and to just close your eyes and you know the light is on. You sense the light is on in the room. You close your eyes. You sense that you can breathe. That you can that you can do one of these. You can breathe in the air that God has that has filled your lungs to his capacity. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, just, just to be able to open my eyes and see. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have given us in this time of our need. That you see that we need. Lord, we thank you for Just this day, just another day, so many people that have passed away this past year that I can't even recall or I can't even keep count. But Lord, we know they are with you. They are sitting with you. They are communing with you. They are in a better place. Lord, thank you for just that moment. Yes, Christmas is upon us, and we think about all the loved ones we have lost this past year. But, Lord, we know they're in a better place than where they was in. So, Lord, we thank you. We graciously thank you for all that you have done for us, no matter what it is. Lord, we thank you in the depths of our hearts. In the depths of our souls we say thank you lord may you add a blessing to the reading of your word in the mighty name of jesus we do pray amen amen and amen Deep dive into this chapter, <laughs> Exodus 31 through 38. Exodus 31 through 38. Now
1: we see
0: in this chapter what Moses and Aaron are supposed to do about the tabernacle and Aaron's role in tabernacle, Aaron's role as a priest for the tabernacle, and we see God is giving them more instructions. If you only listen to God, He can take you many places. If you only listen to God, he will take you many places. And we see what the rules are for the tabernacle. We see what the ark of the testimony, what you're supposed to do with that. And we see that this they are they are asked to make anointing oil. The apothecary has been given a special. A special mixture for this oil that is that um is for anointing others and we see what god requirements are for this place and the people that are here and god is setting everything up for him to come and sit down and have time with them especially with aaron and his sons No, you know and and you can't deny that in this chapter you can't deny you cannot deny god's presence here in this chapter. you cannot deny god's presence in their lives at this moment in time because God sees that he's trying to nurture them and he's trying to get them ready for uh, get them ready for what they're about to do in their life. they're about to change their whole perspective about the way they used to live. God is changing their perspective. God is changing their rank. God is changing their uh, statue. God is changing everything about these people. About the Israelites. And you cannot tell me that once you cannot tell me that once God picks a person to do an assignment, I've said this before, can't nobody take that assignment away from you. Once God as look this is who I want to do this this is who I want to carry out this assignment and they're gonna carry it out might take them some time it might take them some some years it might take them some 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 you know some ups and downs along the way but this assignment's gonna get completed and it is a declaration to them god has picked them god has chosen them god has just taken them like they are his children like parents do when they have a newborn baby all right this my baby I'm gonna do everything I can for this baby, and I'm going to nurture the baby, I'm feed the baby, or I'm change the baby clothes, change the baby, wipe the baby butt. Um, you know, make sure they learn the ABCs, one, two, threes, and have the right upbringing, and try to teach them everything, and and this, and this, and this, and that's the way God is treating the children of Israel. But there has to be something that they have to give up an altar to serve God. There's something they have to give up to serve God in their full capacity that he knows that they can do. And God is always telling Moses, what the people should do. We see that in this chapter. Moses is the middleman, I would say, the middleman between the Israelites and God. I need you to tell the people. I need you to tell the people. I need for you to tell the people these are the instructions I want you to take back to the people, uh, the Israelites I want you to take this back to the people and Moses does not have a problem with it. Moses following instructions to the T. Moses is following instructions and now it is Aaron's time to come and do what he is asked to do and there is a ritual that you must do in order to give me honor, there's a way I want things done. There's a way I want things um, proceeded. It's procession. It is a order. Everything everything is done in decent and in order. I used to hear it in church all the time, and now I totally get it. You know how you hear things in church, and you be like, what? decent and in order decent. okay well as kids we didn't think nothing of it and sometimes as adults we don't think of that thinking that way either but with God we think in that way God places places that in our hearts everything is done in decent and in order and when he sets you on a task, Wants the task done in decent and in order. And sometimes we may want, we may don't wanna we don't wanna follow these instructions. We would be like, oh, I don't wanna do that. Oh, I'm not. I ain't doing it. I ain't. I'm not. Uh-uh. I'm, no, that ain't me. Don't, I'm not. I'm not that type of person. I'm not, you know. Sometimes people get a calling on their life, and they and they and they feel the they feel the Holy Spirit working within them, but they're so busy. The devil's sitting on their shoulder, making them fight the Holy Spirit that's sitting on the other shoulder. You ever seen that with the devil on one side and the angel on the other? And that's what it reminds me. It reminds me of okay, look, this is what I need for you to do, but um. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, sorry. Sometimes we have to fight the enemy in our minds, in our thoughts, in our deeds, and in our actions. This is an action deed here in this scripture. That you have to fight... Going back to the life that you used to live. It's a mindset. You have to fight the thoughts that are in your head, that are running in your head. Okay, I need to go back to where I was at. No, I can't do all this. I'm not ready for this. I'm not. Okay, well, that ain't it. God's placed you on this path for a reason, and he wants you to accomplish something that'll better your life. If you think about it, think about where you were at five years ago think about where you were at five years ago and where you at now look at look at all the things that you had you changed you have changed about yourself and has brought betterment to your life this is like this is the instructions the instructions in this book. In the Bible, there's always instructions about improving yourself in the whole entire Bible. And what kind of relationship you should have with God. And what kind of uh, uh, decency and order you should have with God. And then special you know you got you got a order for the way I want this program the rituals to to coincide in the in the tabernacle I have special oils I want made for the anointing oil I want uh, certain things done in a certain way for the for the sacrifice offering of uh, the uh, you know the sacrifice, the offering that you have, the different offerings that I want you to give, and I and and he and he actually puts a value to it in this chapter. How much you supposed to give? That ain't including you got an offering for the offering from the people. You got a. a, a sacrifice offering, then you have, um, you have, the, the, you have offerings, and they're different, they're different, different things, that God requires of you, not just money, you say, okay, well, you know, your fruit, first fruits, your first born, your first, you know, I want you to, you know, sanctify, I want to be sanctified, and holy, and everything has to be in decent, and in order, And you have to, you come, you come with it, you know. You you gotta, God say, please come right to me. I don't want you to just come on any kind of way. I want you to do everything the way I tell you to do it, when I tell you to do it. And Aaron and his sons are, are in charge of the type of the holy place, a place just for them. Spend with God in the holy place, the holy of holies, and they have a ritual, they have a routine as well. And it's not a routine, something that you do on a regular basis every day. I do this podcast every day, early in the morning. I get up every day and do it so. What are you putting away old to have with the new? You can't put new wine in old skins. As I've always heard. You can't put old wine. You can't put new wine in old skins because it might it'll rupture. It'll, you know it, the, the skin is so the skin is so rot. The skin is so might be dried out, the skin might be, um, you know, just porous, you know, it's not a good substance to put stuff in and let it leak right on out, you know, you gotta clean out the old, you gotta get the old out, you gotta get all that old stuff out, you know, that's the old worship, uh, them idols, and, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, depending on other people, and you might have to get rid of some old friends that didn't mean you any good, and then you might have to get rid of uh, 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 old habits, your habits, your mannerisms, just so God can step in. When you let God in, he starts anew with you. He ain't think about that old stuff. Okay, okay. Um, we gonna start with some new stuff here. I can't. I, I don't want to deal with all that old stuff. You was know, that, that the addiction, the uh things uh used to do where it was self-satis self self-satisf- satisfying, self-gratification, all about self. And that's what he's doing with the people of Israel. He's doing it with Aaron. Aaron and his sons, all that old stuff y'all used to do, that's out of here. I don't, I don't, you're not supposed to take wives of these Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the the Jebusites, whoever. You're not supposed to go outside your race, your, your, your people, um, your, your, your group of people to, have children by other outside of what God has given you. No more drinking, no more drugging, no more smoking, no more no fornicating. No, no more. You uh, can't kill each other. You can't. Uh, you can't envy each other. You can't do none of that. And in this chapter, we see that God is giving instructions. Another set of instructions. Or the way I want stuff done. What are you willing to walk away from? What are you willing to walk away to give up to have a relationship with God and let Him take order in your life? I had to give up the I had to give up that mindset of I need a man. I need a man in my life to complete me. I need a man in my in my life to take care of me. I need a man in my life to 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 ain't nothing wrong with a comfort, but make sure it's the right comfort. That was one of my things I held on to for the longest time in my life. I needed a man to take care of me, complete me, take you know financially everything. I had a, And now it's like, now I see why my grandma was the way she was and why she devoted so much time to God and she gave everything and she took everything to God because she finally found out that she did not need a man to complete her. She did not need a man to uh, take a hold of her. She did not need a man. Look, I'm going to talk about that another day uh, for the women. But she realized she couldn't depend on the person she had. She could not depend on the person she had. So she said, she said one day, she said, she told me, when I was a young, younger child, she said, because of uh, your grandfather leaving me, with with a child and going off to live his life she said I devoted the rest of my life to making my life better making me and your daddy's life better and me not sitting around depending on no man to take care of me because she said that really devastated her to the point where she did not really fully trust a man because that hurt her feelings and she realized she could not put all her Everything into him, into another person. That's why she said, "Oh, I gotta get it." You know, that's how God does us. That's how God does us in our spirit. We get sick and once we get sick and tired, we get sick and tired of people letting us down, people disappointing us, people, uh, you know, uh, lying to us, telling us what we want to hear. We get sick and tired of that, and we get to the point where we don't want to hear it no more. We don't even want to joke about it. Because that's how serious our relationship is with God. Well, look, I don't have time to entertain your foolishness. And God is doing this in their life slowly but surely. He's bringing you to a point where he wants you to depend on just him. Just him. Not not somebody. Not this person. Not not money. Not nothing. I want you just to totally depend on me. Me. You got some you want? I'm here. I'm here for you. Just ask me, and I'll give it to you. That's how he's doing the people of Israel. I don't want you to depend on nobody else but me. You didn't have no food in the wilderness. I gave you manna. You didn't have nothing to drink. I gave you water. can provide all these things for you that's what he's showing that's why he's showing the people of Israel this and he, God can do the same for you if you just let him in and help you and depend on only him not man him God so what are you going to let him come in and, and take over your life you know take over you know, just just say I'm I give up. I'm I, I, I I'm I'm through. I just you know because I had I had one of those moments where I just said okay Father God here I am just take control take total control over everything in my life because I can't do this by myself. And that's what he showed the people of Israel. If they only submit. Okay, so I wanna thank y'all for listening today I want to thank y'all for coming in and, uh, and joining me and and we read together the scripture and I love you I want you to have a blessed day and don't let nobody steal your joy child don't let nobody steal your joy don't let them do that that's, that's that ain't no they want to be joy stealers let them go on somewhere else okay I love y'all, and I want y'all to have a blessed day, and I thank y'all for listening to this podcast, I thank you for listening to to me, I thank you for listening, and I thank you for enjoying it, and I thank you for supporting it by listening to the podcast, okay, babies, I love y'all, y'all have a blessed day, bye-bye.